Hello, everybody. Welcome to Idle Chat. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Johnny Idle, and across the table from me is my weirdo girlfriend, Bessie. Hi. Hi there. It's me, Bess. I'm saying, oh, and the cats start fighting immediately. Uh, I'm saying weirdo. We don't like this episode. Yeah. I'm saying weirdo girlfriend because literally seconds ago I said, you know, hun. <laughs> hun, check your microphone for me like a normal person, I said. Oh, it started kind of normal. And then she goes, she goes, hey, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey yeah, welcome, welcome to, to the, the podcast. Like, <laughs> Hey, and welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, welcome to that, the podcast. So that's that's the mic check I just got from Bess. Great. Well, mic is checked. Uh, sure. Check, check, check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? Good. Good. I thought you were talking to them. No. Look, you folks too. How's it going? Hope you're well. We'll wait for your response. Yeah. Well, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> hey listen before we get started uh i want to talk about something really quick uh and it's very strange are we in trouble no not okay, at all Ooh. not at all Ooh, my uh, middle name was gonna come out i'm doing kind of a psa sort of okay right right all right what do you mean all right you know what i'm gonna talk about you already know what is it i told you what are you I talking? can't wait to hear oh my god so I know, I mean, this isn't norm, the normal thing that we talk about in the podcast, but before we get started this week, I just wanted to say that, uh, yeah, recently I had my first colonoscopy. <sighs> I forgot you were going to talk about this. Of course you did. Uh, I'm only saying this because I'm sure I'm not the only person who, there's a huge stigma on getting a colonoscopy, right? And I think it has to do with preventative medicine at all. You think so? Yes. Well, I mean, they're shoving a TV camera up your pooper, you know? So, I mean... There are so few things about this that I can't... I just can't believe that not everyone wants to have this done. Free meds, a complete bowelly clean out, (laughs) and the best farts of your life. So, all right. Yeah, the the 100%... It's a win-win-win. 100%... The best farts of my life. They were yeah. amazing. But uh, I just wanted to say really quick, uh, colorectal cancer, average lifetime risk for men, 1 in 23. Average lifetime risk for women, 1 in 25. It is the third most commonly diagnosed cancer in the U.S. and Yikes. the second leading cause of cancer death in the U.S. Uh, I think there's a big stigma. People, it's. I mean, look, I'm not going to try to say that it was pleasant. But it wasn't nearly as unpleasant as I thought it was going to be. And if I'm being quite honest, the the actual procedure, nothing. I was mm. I was out. They put you to sleep. I had no problem whatsoever. Right. They said to me, take five deep breaths. We'll see you when it's done. I took my fifth breath and then the guy, okay, we're done with your colonoscopy. Like that's what it was. It was wow, like- So quick. Yeah. The only <laughs> problem, and this wasn't even as bad as I thought it was going to be, was the prep. You have, mm-hmm. to, you have to drink close to close to a gallon of of colon blow uh, <laughs> laxative, close to a gallon, yeah. and it's I mean it's a little thick, a little. It's just a little thicker than like regular. Are you trying to promote people going I, or deter no, them from? No, it? listen, no, I'm pr- trying to promote it because what I'm <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is I. I always heard that it was terrible, that the that the drink was terrible, but the fact is it wasn't anywhere near 
as bad as I expected it to be. Yeah. The only problem with it was you just have to drink so much of it just so keep often. On every going. eight ounces every fifteen Here's minutes. Here's an idea. Well, well, hold on. Eight ounces every fifteen minutes, or until your stool runs clear. That was the greatest thing they oh. told me. Until your stool runs clear. Okay, here's what's your idea? Play Nagelschlagen with the prep. That's really good. I yeah. mean. If you, if you guys don't know what that is, go back and listen to our drinking games Pick episode. Pick one of the many drinking games yeah, one of and those. play that with uh, your colon prep. Honestly, that wasn't even that bad. We got like those little flavored things you can squirt in the in the in the drink to give it a little flavor. And yeah. on it, really, I the only rec- only thing I'll recommend is have it be cold. That was a little there once, you it, go. once it got cold, it was better. But honestly, guys, in a shaker with ice. Yeah, sure. Honestly, guys, it wasn't that bad. So, and you know what? You broke a record. With what? The longest period of time that you weren't full of shit. Yeah, we, we did the in math. In your life. We did the math. It was something like 15 <laughs> or 16 hours. And for the first time in my life, I wasn't full of shit. And yeah, so, uh, you. oh yeah, you're just, you're, it's like a, it's like somebody turned on a hose, you know, mm. but but uh, guys, it really isn't that bad. So please, if you're, if you're hesitant because you think it's going to be terrible, please just go and let's... Polyp may be a great Scrabble word, yeah. but it's not a great thing to have. It's not a great have. thing. So there's my PSA, guys. Please, if you're, if you're nervous about it, don't be and just go do it. Luckily, I'll say this. Uh, the doctor, first of all, the doctor said I, I did a good prep, which means I was, I was empty from gullet to butthole. You know, you're pretty so, clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Running you know? clear. Running. Yeah, clear. yeah, yeah. And I, he said I did a good prep, so it was. So just do it. It, get it really done. wasn't. Yeah, get it done. Get it done. Is there Enjoy any- the farts. Oh, they're so good. But listen, but don't trust the fart. Before the, that. Before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start drinking that stuff. Do not trust the fart. I'm telling you right now. It is like be right by the bathroom. Don't go anywhere. Okay. <laughs> because it's going to happen. But it's really not bad. I, I was shocked at how... how how um, smooth the procedure went. Well, the whole thing, like uh, the the prep and everything really mm. wasn't, it was, yeah, it wasn't great, but it wasn't as bad as I thought. How it all came out. I remember when I drank my first glass, I went just like this. I went, oh, not bad. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of slippery slopes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a podcast for you today. I think they know that. About the Winter Olympics. The Winter Olympics. Get it? Slippery slope. Yeah, and yeah. Facts thereof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old alpine slide. If you know what I mean. Wink, wink. <laughs> we just found some things that we didn't know about the Winter Olympics. If and you hadn't heard, it's Olympic season. Yeah. I will say this. There are a couple. I think we each have a couple that, that, are, that aren't just Winter Olympics. It's just kind of a... Sure. Right? Well, we could save them for another two years, but who knows what we'll sure we'll, we'll be doing by then. I'm sure we'll find more, you know, more stuff to talk about about the Summer Olympics. Or we'll repeat time. it. Or what? And, or we'll repeat it. Yeah. yeah. And the we're diehard all, fans will know. We're all getting old. Nobody's going to remember. <laughs> yeah. All right. You want to start? Go ahead. Let's go for it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to have to start by saying the original Olympic Games were staged in Olympia and they ran from 776 BC till 392 AD. They were held like today every four years in conjunction with a festival to honor the Greek god Zeus. 
The ancient Greeks also had three other games in honor of gods, Apollo, Ellis, and Poseidon, making room for a tournament every year. However, in true religious fashion, when Roman Emperor Theodosius abolished the Olympics, he abolished the Olympics in an attempt to rid his empire of paganism (laughs) in favor of the widespread adoption of Christianity in 392 AD. Interesting. Which is just so sad yeah that people use religion as a tool a tool to obliterate culture well it's always been a thing it's always going it's to be always a thing, been though. a thing and it stinks but yeah. luckily it only took 1503 years to have another one <laughs> to bring it back oh not bad all right so um <laughs> they were reorganized by the international olympic committee and the modern olympics of which we'll speak of today were born they took place in Athens, Greece, in 1896. So that lays the foundation of what we'll talk about today. Great. The modern day Olympics and the fun facts thereof. Well, I want to talk about French figure skater Soraya Bonali. I believe that's how you pronounce it. In the 1998 Nagano Games, uh, she fell during her short program. So since she knew that she couldn't medal after the mistake, she decided to make herself unforgettable anyway. Yeah. Like a rock star. She pulled off a move that, a it, that had been place. banned since 1976. Like she just went for it. <laughs> like I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to. She's like, here goes. Yeah, I'm just, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to win anyway, so I'm just going to do this. And she did a backflip and landed on the blade of one skate. Mm. Again, it had been banned since 1976. She lost points but made history, and the trick hasn't been repeated since. Legend. 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 Good the for her. The next person that is disqualified needs to bust it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she just wasn't going to get the points. She's like, well, yeah, exactly. you know what? I'm gonna, exactly. You're, you're going to see me in Sports Center tonight gonna go anyway. For it. Yeah, you're yeah. going to see me on TV anyway. I've got a couple like background things okay. we could throw out there. About the Winter Olympics in general. Okay. So the Olympics started, the modern day Olympics started in 1896. There have only been a few of them that were canceled or postponed. Yeah. The first was in 1916. The Berlin Olympics mm. were canceled because of World War One. Yeah. In 1940 and 1944, which I have to add the winter and summer Olympics were all the same years during that period of time. So both summer and winter Olympics during those years were canceled Mm -hmm. because of World War II. They were set to be held in Japan, Finland, and the UK. And then 2020, which we so loved the year behind us, um, was postponed because of COVID in Japan. That was the first Olympics that was postponed Postponed not because of war so they did it last year in 2021 instead yeah the first winter olympics was held in france in 1924 and like i said before the summer and winter olympics were played in the same year up until 1994 they had one in 92 and then they also had one in 94 um to space things out right so those are my backgrounds i like that but yeah you came in strong with a good uh did i yeah all right, well, let's see if I can weaken it a, a little bit. A good, fun story. Yeah. So in 2012, 
uh, Paul McCartney. Yes, great story. He performed at the opening ceremony in London for a, a handsome sum of one single pound. Roughly, one pound. Roughly $1.57 USD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Basically, man, he, inflation. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, right, right, right. No, basically, <laughs> he and the other uh, musicians who performed, they were donating their time, their time, but they needed to earn something to make their their contracts official. To make it valid. Yeah, to make it valid. So, so give me a oh, give me a, give me a buck fifty seven. So and <laughs> <laughs> and he wa- he bought a hundred fifty seven Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. The vanilla ones and the blue wrapper. Oh, those are good. I like those. I like the, the orange ones. Right? Orange, yeah, so good. Lime. Anyway, the organizers Lime. of that same opening ceremony approached uh, Bill Kerbishley, the manager of The Who. Ah. <laughs> Remember, this is 2012. Right. <laughs> and they asked if uh, Keith Moon, the drummer for The Who, uh, would be available and interested in performing. Uh, one problem, Keith Moon died in 1978. <laughs> So did he do it or no? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Kirbishly quipped, if they have a round table, some glasses and candles, we might be able to contact Aww. him. <laughs> like, you think Keith Moon would play? Imagine Thir- getting that call. You're like, what? He'd been dead for 34 years. Where was the World Wide Web back then? You right, know? right, right. Yeah. There are mottos for pretty much every modern day Olympics that differ by year and by event. Right. So the Winter Olympics has a motto. Summer what Olympics is it this has year? a motto. This year is together for a shared future. Oh, all right. That's and nice. they're all something kind of wholesome, short, sweet, like that. Right, right. Two that stuck out to me when the Olympics went back to Greece in 2004. It was the first time they'd gone back to Greece since the inception right. of modern day Olympics. And the motto that year was welcome home. Mm, that's I think nice. that's really sweet. I like that. Yeah. That's the nice. other that stood out was the 2014 Winter Olympics in Russia in which the motto was hot, cool, yours. What the hell does that mean? Like, what? I'm sure it translates very differently with different <laughs> connotations when you hear it sure. in Russian. But isn't that great? Hot, cool, yours. It sounds like perfume, doesn't it? <laughs> hot, cool, yours. yours. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what, like, I wonder, I mean, that did not, just could not have just, it must be a thing where it just didn't translate well. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right. All right, this one I find, I find interesting. Okay. Uh, from 1912 to 1954, the Olympics awarded medals for art. Yeah. But not for individual people that weren't competing in the sporting events. It was also for the, the athletes. Uh, the Olympians could compete in painting sculpture architecture literature and music well they were olympians the people that were just there as artists were olympians no 
because it says alongside events like gymnastics and gymnastics and swimming, an Olympian could compete in. Oh, so they they're, right, right. It's not like they have, yeah, you know, you're not you're not. There's not an 82 year old guy there getting a, getting a, an Olympic medal for an oil painting. Yeah, but why not? Because it's not a. Oh, I'm just going to move on without even trying to. No, you're not going to do it to me. <laughs> So long as uh, whatever they were submitting was inspired by the concept of sport, but it was eventually scrapped because they blurred mm. the line between amateurism and professionalism. Yes, because yeah. there are legitimate artists out there that yeah. should be the ones winning medals for it. I, I think I, sure, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> In the Olympics, yeah, opening ceremony, yeah. The first country to be presented is always Greece. Okay, and it ends with the host country. All right. In between, it's all by alphabetical order, but the order differs depending on the language of the host country. So, for example, this year in China. Alphabetical order is arranged by the number of strokes in the first letter of that country's oh, name. I, Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I'm trying to like make sense of that. My brain is going to fall out my ear. Yeah, put your plugs in again, Okay, honey. all right, all right. <laughs> put the tape back on. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember when this happened. I was watching this live when this happened. Uh, in 2002, the Winter Olympics, the 1,000-meter short track speed skating final mm. with Apollo Ono was yeah. one of the two favorites to win Man, that. Man, he was fun to watch. He was so fun to so watch. So fun. And I remember when this happened because they had a camera on his dad, and it was pretty crazy. But Australian Stephen Bradbury was far behind his four fellow competitors, so far, in fact, that when the rest of the men got tangled in a collision, including Apollo Ono, wow. Bradbury was able to avoid the mess as a result and win the gold. So <laughs> like, awesome. He was like way back. So awesome. So, I can't remember exactly what happened, but somebody clipped somebody's skate, and, and they, they all, all went, went down. down. And 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 they had they put a camera on Apollo Ono's dad, and he was like, "You see, he's like happy." Then it was like, Whoa! like yeah, it's out of his mind. Yeah, deflation. It was Australia's first Winter Olympics gold medal, which is wow, pretty awesome. That's so cool. And Bradbury said, "I wasn't as strong as the other guys out there, but I am going to take it." God smiles on you some days, and this is my day. That was his day, man. That was his day. I remember watching it live. I'm like, oh, Ono's going to win this. I, you know, yep. it, he's got this. It was pretty. And it happened. I want to say it happened right, wow. like coming around the last turn, back on the straightaway for the finish, like right there. And it, and they just sprawling bodies everywhere. And and I think somebody ended up and like this. That was the day that what's his name, Bradbury. Yeah, that was the day that Bradbury found out that he had superpowers. <laughs> that he could will things to happen yeah, he's like, before his eyes. All these guys could just if they fall could just all now. fall over and but not, bam, but not slide across the finish line and not get all. in my way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just, yeah, just be out of the way. And he, there's, I'll we'll have to share the video of it because he's like he's got his arms out. He's hey, like, what the like, heck? He's got his arms out. Like whoa, <laughs> that was amazing. It was pretty great. That's awesome. Yeah. Here's a thing to consider. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The word gymnasium yeah. comes from the Greek word gymnos, yeah. which means naked. <laughs> okay. 
the first Olympiads uh, competed in loincloths. However, uh, there was a whole season of time when Olympians would run and compete completely naked. Nudity proved to be a sign of fearlessness, courage, and power, and was also considered a tribute to the gods. Participants would even lather themselves in olive oil to best show off their physique. Okay, so (laughs) what did nudity represent again? What was it? Fearlessness, courage, courage. and power. Yeah, I can tell you what. Anytime, if I was naked in public in front of thousands of people, I'm not not going to feel courageous, (laughs) powerful, or what was the other one? Fearless. Yeah, no, I'm not going to be fearless. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. Well, but I would bring the olive oil and douse you. And you'd, oh, then I'd be you'd fine. Be yeah, fine. Can you imagine that. I looked like a. Can you imagine <laughs> sprinting, letting it all jiggle around I'd look like a big? I look like a greased pig, all fat and pale. <laughs> a tribute to the gods. Yeah, here you go. Here you go. Yeah, w- look what so, you've created. So, I mean, let's talk about this now. There was wrestling, right? So we had naked wrestling. Twister. Naked. We had naked Twister. So, all right. I have a, <laughs> I have a story. That game where you send the egg from one spoon to the next. Naked. Yeah. Naked. No. Um. I. I have. I can't wait to see the look in your face here. I have a story about naked wrestling. Oh, great. <laughs> So I thought you said you weren't going to tell that one. No. So you know that like a bunch of us around here, we trained with with Kevin, this yes. guy Kevin, right? And Kevin wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer, you know. So it was kind of easy to like get him with zingers, yeah. You know, like get him, like and just you could just nail him, you know. And I, it, and I would make sure I did it in a way so that the whole locker room heard me, you know, pick on him. So where else but in the world of professional wrestling, where a guy, you know, me, two hundred pounds, you know, <laughs> be be able to publicly embarrass uh, this two hundred and thirty pound beast, right? <laughs> right, yeah, right, right, and and have it make sense, you know. Well, uh, the next show, um. I was changing, mm-hmm. and just as I got my pants off, uh, he tackled me, and he was naked. He, he literally, literally, Aaron Morrison goes up to him and goes, "What are you doing?" He's just standing there naked, right behind me. He's behind me, He's waiting to pounce. Waiting, waiting. And, he, and he, his his answer to Aaron was, "I'm gonna naked wrestle him." Like, <laughs> So right there in the whole locker room, I'm yelling, I warned it, I want my own cell. You know, oh, it was, it was, yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. God. <laughs> well, if you had been competing yeah. and you guys came in fourth and fifth, yeah, you wouldn't get a medal, but you would get a, a diploma from yeah. the IOC. Yeah, I know. The first three competitors receive a medal and the first eight, the top eight, get a diploma. Yeah. So congrats on your diploma. Thanks. For naked wrestling. <laughs> for naked wrestling. I never got one in college, but I got one for naked wrestling. Oh, That's great. Surprises me 0%. <laughs> I'm going to naked wrestle him. <laughs> like, of course he said that, you know. Uh, the 1904, now this is a Summer Olympics, the 1904 Olympic Marathon was, and I quote, one of the most bizarre races ever run. <laughs> 
Many of the competitors had never run a marathon before, so you're going to run. Perfect. T- you're going to run. Oh, I've never. You ever run a marathon before? No. Well, here's 26.2 miles you have to Can't run. Can't be that far. No, no, of course not. Why not? Uh, including a man who showed up in full length dress pants. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, the route wasn't paved, which meant athletes had to contend Trail with running. clusters of dust that made it difficult to breathe. So you're running 26.2 miles in dress pants. Uh, on, on a dusty road. Yeah. Only 14 out of the 32 men crossed the finish line. Mm. And Fred Lors, the guy who seemingly, in quotes, won, uh, got, a ri- got to ride in a car for 11 miles oh. uh, of the race after getting a cramp. <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. Uh, apparently it is. I'll, I mean, I'll, your next marathon, I'll pick you up and just drive you. <laughs> Mohawk Hudson River Valley Trail or whatever it is I'm running in October. What, where? In Schenectady. Schenectady. Yeah. All right. Bring the car. I'll just sure. say it's an homage to whatever his name is. Lloyd. Fred Lors from 1904 Lors. Olympics. Yeah, if he got away with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He set the foundation. Who am I to argue with that? At, well, so you gave a summer one. I'll counter with a summer one. A summer one? You'll counter with, the, with a summer one? Yes. Summer versus summer. Okay. Uh, at the 1936 Olympic Games in Berlin... Two Japanese pole vaulters were set for a tiebreaker to decide who took silver and who took bronze. The duo decided to decline the tiebreak scenario and famously cut the two medals in half. They then fused the bronze with the silver to make two new friendship medals. That's great. That's Isn't that great. great. That's great. I mean, they're from the same country. They're taking yeah. second and third. Who cares yeah. at that point? And and I mean. People are going to remember that more than if they won the silver or the bronze. They're going to they're going to talk about that a lot longer. So again, we're t- just like that Love it. just like that French figure skater, you know? Yeah. So we should talk about that more yeah. than anything, right? All right, well, in honor of the Los Angeles Olympics, uh what year was that? 1980. Oh, yeah, 1984. Mm-hmm. McDonald's offered free hamburgers, fries and cokes and in quotes every time a US athlete reached Ugh. reached the medals podium. Wow. Well, however, uh, the Soviet Union uh, decided to boycott the 1984 games. America <laughs> went on to an uh, unprecedented winning streak, <laughs> and some of the McDonald's lo- some McDonald's locations ran short of hamburger buns. Uh, oh my god! A, a representative said that while the promotion was a huge success, it was also the most costly in the company's history. But I guess wow. I mean, seems like they did okay. They came out of it all right. Yeah, they made it right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's still a place. Yeah, yeah. That maybe that'll be my, maybe that'll be our local small the business. Local this small week. business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Throwback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Finland's Kale Jalkinen. Oh, Jalkinen won the 1936 cross country skiing relay, despite having to stop to pick up his dentures he'd accidentally spat into the snow. <laughs> <laughs> and he still won. He still got to stop, got his teeth, put him back in, yeah. and still won the race. <laughs> yeah. What year was that? 1936. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. You ever go cross-country skiing? Yeah. Yeah, I go all the time. You're a shithead. You know, you, you know that I have not. I'm scared on my two feet. Well, you're on your two feet. Oh. But there's a thing between the feet and the earth. I'm scared on a bike. Are you really? Yes. On a bike. Yes, 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 yes. Really? Yes. I'll do it. I'll just, you know, shake and pee. And pee, just a little. No, a lot. <laughs> Whatever's in there. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, the podium where Victoria's skiers received their medals at the Sarajevo Winter Olympics in 1984, uh, it, the, the podium was repurposed. Decades later, mm. apparently that is where uh, the Bosnian army executed many prisoners during the war years of 1992 to 1995. Oh, we just have this, we have this podium here. Well, don't let it go to waste. We're just going to use it for... You know, executing. reduce, reuse, recycle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind All of... Right. It's valid. Ugh, that's crazy. He made it to the podium. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. You get a lead medal. Here are a couple stats for you. Okay. There are 91 countries participating in the Winter Olympics this month. That's the one stat. Thank you. No. Oh, okay. The most... Winter Olympics medals won by a country is Norway. Yeah. Who has won 368 medals. Okay. For the Winter Olympics. Right. Wow, Norway does well in the Winter Olympics. How's that happen? Second place is the U.S. with 305. However, overall, the U.S. has an overwhelming majority of Olympic medals. Really? Yeah. When you count, when you factor in. All the Summer Olympics. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Overwhelming. Oh, okay. There's only one country that has won a gold medal at every Winter Olympics. Yeah. And that's the U.S. Really? Yeah. No. So Norway has the most... Gold medals. Gold yeah. medals, but the U.S. has won them more consistently. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I had no idea. That's great. Have we? Do we have a, a gold medal this year yet? We must, right? I don't know. I don't know. We just watched the kid from Vermont get a silver medal. Yeah, silver. Yeah, so good for him. Our neighbor. Our neighbor, yeah, right up north, yeah. Last stat I have for you. Oh, okay. Is that there is but one city that has hosted both the summer and winter games, and that's Beijing. And here we are. Yeah. Wow. Mm. So I'm a big fan of the the bob the bobsleigh. They say it's the Bob- Robert Slay to you. Oh, you're right. Good point. In 1923, the Federation Internationale de Bobsleigh et de Tobogganing. <laughs> wow. wow. That accent. I had no idea. It just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, that, it was filed in 1923 and 1924. The sport made its Olympic debut Ooh. with the four-man event at the Winter Games in France. The first Winter Games. Yes. Mm. True story. So cool. Just in time. Yeah. Robert just snuck right in there. Alpine skier Michaela Schifrin, if you ever wondered how well prepared they are. Yeah. She brought with her 35 pairs of skis to the 2018 games. That's 70 skis. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Well, I imagine, you know, what do we expect, though? Are they just going to show up with their crappy 25-year-old skis at the mountain? No, I would (laughs) think, like... I don't know, six pairs? Mm, I guess. 35. Wow. Yeah, amazing. It just shows how out of the loop I would be completely. Completely, right? It's just a whole new Where's the bunny hill? Yeah, of competition. I should have kept going on on the bobsleigh. Uh, Oh, keep going. Tell us more. Yeah. 
they can reach speeds of about 93 miles per hour or 150 kilometers per hour with the reported world record being 201 kilometers per mm. hour or 125 miles per hour. <sighs> That's an, You ever go 125 in a car? Not on purpose. Or, 90, or, or 93 for that matter. Imagine doing it in yes. a sled on ice in that with the walls. Ugh. Oh, cuckoo my. bananas. Cuckoo bananas. Well, the average weight of a curling stone is yeah. 38 to 44 pounds. Very interesting. It cannot be less than 38, cannot be more than 44. Makes sense, though. Yeah, they say the average is about 42. That makes sense, Try to though, go yeah. to the heavier end of the realm. Oh. I don't know if it just well, I mean, why slides would, better. Or... I don't know. They would have to regulate it, I guess. Yeah. So why not? That yeah. makes sense. We just Gotta watched, have a cap on it. We just watched a little curling just we a, sure a did. few minutes ago. Yeah. I'm friends on Facebook with the Norwegian, the pants of the Norwegian curling team. <laughs> they always have the best pants. So you're Facebook friends with not the not the Norwegian curling team. No. But with the pants. Yes, yes, yes. With of the Norwegian. The pants. Well, I mean, I... They always have the best pants. Really? Yeah. Like, like, Like what? What are you talking about? They're just wild pants, man. <laughs> just wild pants. Okay, well, there's big news this year about the Jamaican bobsled yes team. they're right. gonna take it all i mm, i don't i don't think so uh <laughs> they're gonna take it but all. uh it's big news because uh it's the the first time that jamaica has had a the four-man bobsled team mm. in the winter olympics in 24 years so i think everybody uh well maybe not everybody but the the movie Cool Runnings, the story yeah. of the Jamaican bobsled team. But well, the men's Jamaican bobsled team they debuted in the winter uh, in 1988 Winter Olympic Games in Calgary, and of course they were the they were the underdogs, right? They were the underdogs big time because they're coming from where, where they're going to learn <laughs> bobsled in Jamaica, right? Uh, but of course. You know, everybody right. talked about him. And then, I mean, uh, we watched it today. I'd seen it in the past, and it's uh, it's in the movie as well, Cool Runnings. But they had a horrific crash. Ugh. Horrific. We saw it, and like, one of the guys' his head is like oh. squished between the between the, the bobsleigh and the wall like and awful. I don't like it. And um, in the movie, they showed this. I didn't believe it, but apparently they really did it. They They picked up. And they carried their sled across the finish line after the crash. They got up and picked it up and carried it across the finish Holy line. Holy moly. Holy moly. Well, you know what, Jamaica? It's time. You're going to cash in on the win this year. You're going to be flying high. And This well, many years later, you deserve it. Let's go. Uh, the women's Jamaican bobsled team, they made their debut in 2018. All right. And they've had two They've had two man bobsleighs the whole time, 92, 94, 98, 2002, 2014, and, mm. and now 2022. But this is the first this year the in 24 man. years that they are... Doubling up. Yeah, that they're back. So it's pretty cool. Got to watch for them. Root for the Jamaican bobsled team, because why yes, not? Yes, they are the, the underdog, man. They're the fan favorites this year. Are you done? I'm done. Oh, okay. Um, there are no more facts about the Olympics. We've exhausted them all. No, I have some here. I have I have some more. Mm. There's a lot more, but mm. I'm I'm going to end with well. Michael David Edwards, better known as Eddie the Eagle. Yeah, <laughs> I Eddie. love Eddie the Eagle. Eddie the Eagle 
was was uh, the media darling. They ate this guy up. He had his goofy glasses. He was just this lighthearted, fun guy. But you know, he 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 was the first the first competitor since 1928 for Great Britain. Wow! In in the Olympics, and uh, he finished last. In both normal hill and large hill events, finished last. But, but he made it there. Yeah, he was on the news, and they they did a whole piece on him, and they just showed him kind of. He beat you know, everyone else. What? He beat everyone else that didn't make it to the Olympics. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I I love the guy. There's a movie we should watch. The movie sometime. Oh, fun. Eddie, Eddie the Eagle. We should watch that. Why, cool, man. why not? It also leaves room for Betty the Beagle. But his seventy. 70- what? <laughs> His 71 meter jump at Calgary was the British ski jumping record from 1988 to 2001. Wow. Yeah. And his Olympic jump still puts him sixth on the all time list of British ski jumpers. He got a, isn't that he great? He did his country proud. It, he he was always cheery and happy and just kind of went out there and just did his thing and and people just ate it up and loved him. And he Good for him. And he said, "I'd like to say I flew like an eagle, but I was probably closer to the ostrich." Got to love the guy. <laughs> That's what we call him, Oscar the Ostrich, I guess. There you go. Any more, Bess? I don't think so. No. No, man. Okie dokie. The final three. Pew, 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 pew. These are the final three questions of the podcast. Our first question lately has been, we've been pulling a, a, a culinary question card out of this little box of questions we have here. So what do we, oh, yeah, what is that? Yeah. Our question today is which Retro cocktail would you be most likely to order? Old fashioned. <gasps> oh. Back in your day, they were just called fashions. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when we first started dating, I ordered an old fashioned and right there in front of the bartender. You made it. No, you made it at home. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. At your house. And back, yeah, back in your day, they just called them fashions. And for one second, I thought. Oh, that's it. I thought, <laughs> ooh, I've offended him. And then he went, ah! <laughs> Either that or a Manhattan, probably, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Those are our kind of our go-tos. Although tonight we had a whiskey sour that was so nice. Holy crap. With like real lemon juice, not the sour mix. Yeah, we made oh, some min- simple syrup. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out fun ways to use that. Kick ass. A French 75 is so nice. Yeah, we got to make those too. I feel like those retro cocktails are starting to make kind of like a fad resurgence. Oh, yeah, they are big time. People are all about it. Uh, and I like ordering a nice old school cocktail if we go somewhere. Yeah, you don't and what's see, the I mean, difference anyway? Really? Well, it's How av- would I know? Availability, I guess. How would I know what's the difference between a retro cocktail and just like a craft cocktail? Right, right, right. Of, of modern day times. Yeah, no. Boulevardier is nice. I like a Boulevardier, yeah. Uh, question two, have you watched anything lately? And Without any spoilers, do you have any thoughts? We haven't watched anything other than... Uh, the, Olympics, the Olympics, the Olympics, yeah, <laughs> and, like, and even I, that we haven't watched much of. Uh, not as much as I would like to. Your again, your work schedule has been insane, um, so it, that's just kind of the way it's been. And just you just watching. I know. I tried to watch some of the opening ceremonies at work because I thought they started at eight p.m. our time, but they started at 
7 a.m. our time. Right, right, right. Which is 8 p.m. Beijing time. I guess so, right, yeah. Uh, so I tried to put it on at work. That lasted about, I don't know, seven minutes. <laughs> and that was the end of that. No, of course. <laughs> like you have nothing else to do right. except, except watch the opening <laughs> ceremony. Uh, we just mentioned a minute ago, uh, well, not a minute but earlier in the episode, that uh, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Cochran Siegel from Vermont. Yeah. We just watched him. Uh, and what is it? What is it called? The Super G. The Super G. That is wacky. Man, that's fun to watch. It is fun to watch. But he's got. But the cool. He got a silver medal, and his mother was a gold medalist in the same event in 1972. And it's just so they they showed her, and they you know they talk really really awesome. I, oh. I think it's so cool. Really great. The thing is, it's like these guys are going 80 miles an hour. Yeah. Like and. More if they can help it. Uh, yeah, of course, right? <laughs> what, what amazes me is he missed the gold by four one hundredths of a second. Like the, for them to come in so the time so tight like that, where mm. the slightest little misstep, then you're off the podium. That's just incredible to me. Mm. I think it's amazing. And you look at it that, of course, it's easy for me to say that from the couch, but the slope doesn't really look. Like it looks like something I could ski. It's not like when I when I used to love to ski and I was a I was a, an okay skier, but mm. they, they don't really look that steep. They're wide open, you know, and they look like they're they don't am I wrong? Do they not look they didn't look I don't like a steep speed bump. <laughs> Good point. So <laughs> a speed bump spicy. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so but to, to, just to see their that just the their way control. they the way they push and their control where they can get up to I mean over eighty oh, miles it's an not hour. Human. It's, it's absolutely crazy. insane. Yeah, pretty cool. All Two right. things. Yeah, I root for everyone on the screen. You know, indiscriminately. You know, I want I can't help it. I want the US to do well, of course, but I can't help but feel for like that person who's been training all year. Oh, oh, I should say too that that uh, Ryan Cochran Siegel, he broke his neck last year. Yeah. yeah. He had a broken yeah. vertebrae yeah, and he yeah, came just back. A, just a broken vertebrae. Just no in, big deal. in a wicked crash. Yeah. A horrible wreck on, on his skis. Just terrible. But I can't help but feel bad for the person who's been training all year, training for a year for this, probably more. The whole life they're working towards mm. this, and then they get, and then boom, they're they are prime specimens. They are all representatives of this human race that we're all part of, and yeah. they are the best of the best of this time. Yeah, how yeah. could I not? And then, as a human, as a fellow human, and then boom, they beef right, yeah. and they, you know, they. they no, they, I mean, I just root for everyone. I know, and I'm just saying, I always feel bad for them. You know, what I felt really bad for was that. So what? Skateboarding was in the Summer Olympics uh, uh, last year for the first time ever. And remember, there was that one guy. I can't remember where he was from. I can't remember, but he just didn't land a single skateboarding thing. Skateboarding was weird. France, I think. Maybe, and he just couldn't land a single that thing. That was so uh, weird to watch. It was. There was one guy who was like in They're between like on their phone in between his runs. He's on his. He's texting. Like, dude, you're at the well, Olympics. Who knows? We don't know. Doing, I'm maybe he was I, checking stats. Maybe. Maybe was, I don't know. But yeah, like, you're right. It just was really weird to see. Yeah, it was right. It wasn't so streamlined. Yeah. Like watching these guys at the gates. You know, <laughs> it was so, so. It was weird. The other thing I'll say. Yeah is that I strongly support the idea to have a regular person compete against these people <laughs> at the same yeah. time. Yeah, I think we said that in the to summer. See, <laughs> to see the level of crazy that these crazy people yeah. perform at. <laughs> Imagine me out there on my, yes. my, my 20-year-old skis. <laughs> 
just yeah, be in the leftmost lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so that we could have a comparison. I'll oh. be over, out there doing the doggy paddle. Yeah. <laughs> being afraid to stand up with my skis on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't even get off the lift, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, that's we a, need that oh, to happen. It would be great. Yeah, we it would need be that great. to happen. Holy cow, that's great. Uh, question three, do you have a local small business that you would like to plug? Uh, we have a great one. Mm. I believe we, we've plugged this in the past, but we just went back last night. Mm. Do you want to talk about it or me? We went to Brava and Lennox. Brava and Lennox, great Massachusetts. Restaurant. Yeah, wow. Super cozy. They went. They changed locations. They're probably 25 steps from their former location. <laughs> yeah, right, literally right around the corner in a bigger place. But pretty much doubled at least. I doubled their in size. Capacity. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but kept the coziness. We were nervous. Yeah. Because I think we, we were We fell in love with the old place. Yeah, and and even the two people uh that were working last night, we, they even said that there was something they missed the old location yeah. too. There was something magical about it. It was so great. But holy crap. What a meal. They did a good what job. A they, meal. They, the only thing they changed was locations. Yeah. Menus they, are the same. Still great same beer, format. Awesome beer selection. I mean, like, huge. more beer. Than, I mean, it's a huge selection, a huge wine selection. They have a great, like, whiskey selection. I mean, it was. Uh, but and the, the food menu is concise, which is perfect. Yeah, it's small. Plenty of options, but not too much that you're overwhelmed. It's, and it's all great food. It's so cozy and comforting, dimly lit. Literally the whole oh, menu. The whole great. menu is 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 uh, small plates, cold small plates, hot small plates, a couple specials, uh, charcuterie, and flatbreads. That's literally their whole menu. Yeah, and a few desserts. Yeah, <laughs> that's and, if, and some dessert. That's it. And mm-hmm. holy crap! It, 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 uh, I it, awesome, awesome meal, cozy spot. And if you're ever looking for something interesting to do, go out and. Have a lovely meal at Brava in Lenox, Massachusetts. Anything else? It's ben? almost our Facebook friend anniversary. It is. So we had to celebrate. Yeah. When when is that? February sixteenth. February sixteenth. <laughs> wow. You remember that? Yeah. It was right after President's Day. Oh, okay. That explains it then. All right. Now I'll never forget it now. <laughs> That's great. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you haven't subscribed, please consider doing so. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Idle Chat Podcast. Be cool, be kind. Talk to you next week. Thanks for hanging out.